When I started to look into doing a podcast, I knew I had a lot to share and say, and I wanted to do it in an audio format. I was a little intimidated, not going to lie, about how I was going to go about recording and editing and distributing and all those things because technology is not my strong suit. Naturally, I can learn things. And so uh, when I started to take webinars and ask questions on Facebook and other platforms, I decided that Anchor was the best way to go. It's been a bit of a one-stop shop for me. I can record all of my episodes. I can edit them. It's been really nice because it's free. And when I started to do a podcast, it was, okay, how am I going to rebuild my practice? I had to close my practice down because of COVID, federal mandate. So how was I going to rebuild things? How was I going to give myself something to do because this defines me what i do it defines me so i really needed an outlet and the budget was like nothing so having this free option has been great um i am recording on my laptop but i can also record on my phone if i decide that's a way to go or maybe i don't have my laptop on me and so that's pretty exciting to know i can do it from there too um, they also take and distribute to various apps for people to listen on, which again, that is taking one stressor away from me so I can focus on my content. And if it's something you'd like to do, if you have something you'd like to say, I can't recommend it enough um, for somebody who's a newbie and starting out. And I, I feel like even if I wasn't, you know, new at this, if I was, it's been something I've been doing for a while, I would still like this platform because of the ease of everything. So if it is something you'd like to look into, you can download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm, that's A-N-C-H-O-R.fm to get started. Welcome to the Infinite Dance. I'm your host, Carrie Arata. Welcome back to all of you who have been with me this whole time and welcome if this is your first episode of The Infinite Dance. This episode is going to be about pain and transmuting it and listening to it, which can be hard, especially when we're in the acute stages of a physical or an emotional traumatic experience. So a lot of times what I'm going over today will be something that would be easier to apply after you've had some time to process it. A lot of times when we get, when we've gone through something heavy, hard, painful, sad, it's almost necessary to divert our attention a bit or suppress it for a little bit while we try to go, okay, what, what actually happened? Right. And 
as I was preparing for this episode, I thought, okay, here we are with another bit of a heavy topic. And when I asked the higher realm, is is this the kind of the correct way I should be going? Because I kept getting, you know, personally, yes, I, I'm going to head towards doing this episode about pain. I got a resounding yes. It is going to be so beneficial to really start to open up talking about heavier subjects and tougher topics in our personal lives and as a collective. Um, you know, when, when I see a topic put out in a group, you know, a large group, like on Facebook, and it's like, oh, wow, this is great. You know, all these people are chiming in. Oh, yeah, I feel this way. Or, oh, yeah, I feel that way. And I've kind of always kept it to myself or I really don't have a place to talk about it. I get excited. Oh, look, this is starting to open up. So my hope in continuing to do uh, an episode about a heavier topic such as pain, that it will start to open up that space so we can learn how to talk about it with ourselves and with other people. I think that's just so very important right now. You know, we're still in the pandemic and it's, we're still unpacking and unraveling so much and it's going to take some time to really navigate this hashtag new earth that we're embarking on and been in and do this work and continue to figure out what instances look like um, with the clarity we're getting with everything that's happened. Um, the pandemic's a part of it, but having more people waken up and awaken and start to know themselves they're going to start to see, we're going to all start to see things more clearly quicker. And it's going to be overwhelming. It, it will be. It's it's going to be a little bit overwhelming because it's new. Um, and if you decide to reach out to somebody to chat or um, get yourself in a place where you feel safe or you feel more comfortable or comforted, pat yourself on the back. You're doing great. I mean, if you decide to go, oh, maybe I'll just stay here too. I mean, that's fine. Um, but if you are are going, I'm not sure what's going on, maybe I'll call somebody or maybe I'll um, do something differently than I normally would. Even if it's so tiny, the tiniest things mean so, so, so much. When we divert or suppress something that is tough for too long it will continue to come around throughout our lifetimes <laughs> and, and haunt us it will you know you're continuing to tell yourself those stories so you know you're putting that out into the universe right and so the universe is like okay let me give you another scenario then to try to figure it out right and you know, a lot of times you feel it, you hear people say, why do I keep having this repeat? That's essentially 
kind of something that is going to be why something would repeat if you're telling yourself that story. And that's, that, that can be really loaded to, um, it's at such a subconscious level that a lot of times we don't know we're doing it. And that's why we get, oh my gosh, this again, right? It's so much. Um, so, but if, if we spend a little bit of time, okay, after something's happened and we, we spend a little time, a little bit of time, um, facing an old trauma or facing a, an old situation that why is, why am I having this pain in my hip or why am I having this pain in my neck again? Or why am I having this certain situation happen again? Then think about it, that you're going to process it for this, <clears throat> excuse me, short amount of time. And you won't have to keep dealing with it during your life and following you through lifetimes. So think of it as you're doing a little bit now. Okay. Even if it's like a couple of years or something, then having it continue and follow you around for a lifetime. I also wanted to hit on, um, you know, it's okay to feel crappy and bad and not great. Um, angry, frustrated, sad, upset. Cause the only way we're going to get through, you know, get over that is through it. We, we're going to have to kind of process through it. If we kind of jump over it. It doesn't, it's still there. Okay. It's still holding space and it can be really toxic to think or to try to tell yourself or those around you that you have to be positive and you have to think positive all the time um, and be happy all the time and up. Because as we find out, we're starting to, uh, starting at a, like a really young age, you know, life isn't all perfect all the time. It's not all, you know, unicorns prancing over rainbows and, and glitter and, and all the fun things that I think are great. Um, you know, sometimes you get served up a big plate of crusty burger, you know, boogers and a tall glass of, Oh hell no. And you're left feeling like, well, what now? Right. This, this stinks. So having an understanding that it's okay to fill those and having space for them, I have found personally with myself and my work with clients and friends and family, if you have space for somebody to go, I'm feeling like crud, I'm feeling like crap, I need to, you know, how am I going to push through this? Um talking it out, getting it out of your head, you know, because that's, that's where those thought patterns are going to start and, and take up residence that it can really start to have a quicker and easier time in the transmutation. Okay. Not that it happens again right away, but it can have a little bit of a quicker time, you know, and we all, 
process our circumstances and experiences that are traumatic or our being registers as that's trauma um, at different rates. And I think that's really important to know. And it's really important to know that, you know, certain words or phrases can be traumatizing to some people and not to others. And that's another really important part to, to keep in mind and why we need to hold space if somebody says, ouch, you know, just hold space. Okay. What, what part of that was, you know, what did I, was it something I did or, you know, can I rephrase that? Um, and, and I think that that could be extremely helpful. Um, when, when we are experiencing something traumatic, you know, the sheer shock of an experience that is like, what, what happened, you know, car accident, let's say you know, you're, you're just, you're, you're shocked. You're, you kind of freeze a little bit and, um, you start to kind of go into a bit of a full suppression mode. Um, because then you need to go about, you know, your day after your day to day stuff after that it's, it's, or you're dealing with a pain that you're like, okay, now how am I navigating my day to day? Right. So, it, it's, it's so many layers again that take time to unravel and we all do that at different rates and holding space, I believe helps with somebody at whatever part of that journey they're on. So I wanted to share some stories of my personal journey with pain and how I'm relating to it to transmute it because I had an old pain come visit me right before my birthday in my sciatic nerve on my left side and it wasn't super annoying it was kind of like oh that's kind of you know not great I can feel it and it made it feel a little bit tight when I would do yoga because I do yoga a lot so I could notice it when you, you know, when you move your body and you do something a lot, you, you notice the little nuances. So I could notice it there, but I didn't need to like take anything or put any arnica on it or anything. So the actual night of my birthday, so this is probably maybe a week after I started feeling it. The night of my birthday, I went to bed and I was like, oh my gosh, <laughs> am I feeling a year older, you know? And I, I was like, I had taken a shower because I'd been out all day, like on the lake. And it was hard to just even take the shower and like tell myself off. And, and, you know, I took, I put on some salve and took, I probably took some kind of ibuprofen because I was like, okay, I just want to sleep. Um, but I woke up the next morning. I was still in a decent amount of pain. I woke up throughout the night, you know, having a bit of a hard time rolling over. So when I got up that next day, I, I, I ended up just, you know, it was one of those pains where it was like, ow, 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 ow. You know, I could really feel it. And it was like, okay, I'm going to have to go get a heating pad and sit with it. Right. So like sit and like, let it like ibuprofen take 
um, Arnica gel or Arnica homeopathics take in. Like I knew I needed to just be. And so I did that. And I think those next two days were kind of like that. Like I was moving slow. I wasn't moving very fast. And about the third day, I started to feel a little bit better. And I looked to doing some um, gentle yoga for low back and hips. And there is a certain pose called pigeon pose in yoga. And if you're not familiar with yoga, it is, so say you're sitting on the ground and you take your right leg and put it behind you, okay? So your hands are underneath you, you have your leg behind you and your left leg then is um, folded in towards your midline. And that's a part of the pigeon pose. And you can either stay like that or you could start to make your way down towards the, the ground so that your arms are flatter and maybe your head, like your forehead, would touch the ground. So I, I think I had one of my buckwheat hull pillows, which I love in, using in my yoga practice. And I use that to lay down on. I usually am pretty flexible in that position, but especially with the hip pain, I, I knew I didn't want to push anything. So I gave myself some extra cushion with that pillow and I laid there and breathed, you know, took lots of deep breaths and eased into it, right? So I'm not moving fast, um, getting from one part of that position or pose to another. And I really breathed and I started to just listen to that sciatic and hip and muscles that were being pulled on. And I was immediately brought back to a time in my life when I was um, embarking on, well, right now, by the way, I'm embarking on my second move um, in like seven or eight months, you know, I'm calling it moving in the time of COVID part do it's like are you kidding um but here we go <laughs> moving again so here i am being uprooted so chakra one your root base of your spine chakra two right above um below the belly button it's going to affect all of that so i'm in the midst of this in real time so i'm being brought back to though to a time when I was moving from Montrose, Colorado to Denver, Colorado. So I'd lived in Montrose for about five years and um, was making the move up to Denver. And I was with my partner and we were leaving our home that was a home we had bought. And we had just shut down our restaurant because of the recession of 2010 and there was something so heart-wrenching about having the movers come in we I had movers come in and pack up the entire home and I remember when the last mover walked out of like the image just sticks in my head when that last mover walked out of the kitchen door into the garage I just broke down crying. It was such a huge amount of loss. I mean, our, our 
income in our, you know, baby, our restaurant had been closed down and we were having to leave our, our home and that we were very comfortable in. And, you know, it was, it was always known that we weren't going to stay in that town for very long. Um, I, I personally know at this point in my life, I like a little bit bigger of, of a city to be around. I enjoy people and all the things that come with a bigger city, restaurants and shops and culture and, and, and. <laughs> so, um, we always knew that wasn't necessarily for where we wanted to be at that time in our life long-term. But it was seeing that, that mover leave. And, you know, I was there alone. Um, my partner at the time had already gone up to Denver to start the job he had gotten. Thank goodness. We were happy to have a paycheck after having, you know, our own thing for so long and having to shut it down. And of course he was getting all the stuff going on in Denver, the new place to live, you know, to, to start anew. There was just something really like in my face to be there in that space in that big empty house all alone, all of my cat, my sweet Pele, who's not with us anymore. Um, but we were together, but I, I felt such a sadness and I don't know. There's just something about the whole life going away in that big old truck. And you know, I think a bit of out of control, right? Um, we, we couldn't control the recession. Um, you know, you can't control something that's happening like that. And, you know, to not have, to have stuff happen that, you know, there was no people coming into the restaurant during that last summer. I mean, people weren't traveling, right? Cause it was a recession. They were staying home and having that restaurant in that town, we have really relied on tourists. Um, so I think that sense of control and it was just her and I on that blow up back on that blow up mattress that last night in the home. And it was, I think it was January. So it was snowing. And between Montrose, which sits in a southern um, area of Colorado, more southern, and Denver, I had to go over a mountain pass. And the one I went over, what um, I knew I was going to go over was called Monarch Pass. And I, it's, it's known to be um, pretty snowy during snow season. And... I cried pecking the last bits into my Geo Metro at the time. And I was a little nervous going over the, the, the pass. Um, my Metro Brunhilde, 
She's real tough, though. She's a little bit tough. And, you know, we made it just fine. You know, a good soundtrack on the stereo. I think it was probably CDs still then. Um, helped. But when I was tapping into what's going on with my hip now, because I first experienced this pain back in Montrose. And so, you know, it was bringing me back to that time. And being uprooted and having a sense of not supported, right? And that, that just all kind of fell in there. And, you know, I, and I, and I started to hear pain in the butt, that phrase pain in the butt. And I thought, okay. And I realized I kind of use it a lot, right? Oh, such a pain. Oh, she's such a pain in the butt. She's such a pain in the butt or that situation is such a pain in the butt. Listen here. I got a pain in my butt, that sciatic nerve, if you've never experienced it. So if you were to put your hand on your uh, bottom and you're the base of your spine and move over to, you know, one side, mine's on the left. So say you go to the left, um, you probably feel a little bit of a tenderness, but when it's pinched, it feels like somebody took a two by four and whacked you really hard. So it's extremely painful. And so I'm being shown, hey, I was using that phrase, pain in the butt. The universe is like, there you go. Here's pain in the butt, right? Um, so literal. So we have to be really careful about our stories we're continuing to say. And as I continue to sit there in that pose and breathe, I was also brought back to when I had left California. So I'm originally from Northern California. And... I was brought back to the night before we, my ex and I made our way towards Colorado and we had spent the night at my sister's house and, you know, it was like a goodbye. It obviously going away party. And I think we had probably drank too much vanilla vodka or something, you know, but it was definitely sad. I mean, I remember crying and, you know, we had a good time and that was great. And, you know, I, I remember how confused she seemed when she would express, you know, well, how come you're moving? And it's like, well, you know, I'm looking to have a life with my partner then at the time, you know, look forward to buying a home that I could afford um, and things like that. And at that time, Colorado was affordable. The house we bought in Montrose was a three bedroom, two baths, big yard, five-year-old home. And I think it was like 165, right? So that's <laughs> a far cry than it, different than it is now. But that's a, a large chunk of time that has passed. But I was excited for the adventure and to have an opportunity. And of course, I know I'm here for my soul to grow and my soul to have these experiences. And that was a part of it, you know, um, 
my relationship, my move, everything was a part of it. And the things I needed to experience at that time, um, you know, owning a home for the first time, but owning a restaurant, um, all the things that went on my 15 years in Colorado, 15 years in Colorado were supposed to be not around my, you know, birth family, um, having them by my side. And listen, there were times where I was like, what the heck? Right. And like I said, I always knew I'd, I'd be, I'd be back. I, I knew I wouldn't stay in Colorado for forever. I just, that was just something I knew. But even though I didn't maybe know exactly when. But I think it's important to fulfill your soul's purpose. And even though it is important for us to connect with others and stay connected, we have to be first true to ourselves and our path. And I think that's that's really a gift we can offer ourselves and our loved ones even if at the time it doesn't fit into you know a mold or a way that you're used to and I felt that sadness deeply and I felt sad I mean I thought there was there was definitely a feeling of sadness um but there was also uh, curiosity of, of the soul growth. And I think I, even though I didn't necessarily know exactly, or would have called that, that at the time, I, I in, inherently knew that that was going to be a part of that journey and that time in my life. But again, I'm being shown. So I'm in pigeon pose and, you know, yoga being shown these, in these situations. Okay. So I'm being shown Okay, this is kind of where it's coming from. And and that's how we start to go. That's how we start to really gain information from being still and quiet of something that's going on that we don't want to have. I mean, I don't want to have sciatic pain and a pain in the butt. I have a great feeling but right and start telling a different story. Um, I go through my, um, relationships with ease or, um, there's, there's so many. So it's, and it's so fitting too, that, you know, this it's kind of coming full circle, right? that I'm being shown the times when I had left um, and then moved because here I am living physically near my family again and I'm so grateful to be back and to have this time to heal our relationships and generational everything. I mean, pick a thing because <laughs> it's all coming up. Um, right now. And I knew it would, of course, I never, you know, I, I never know that exactly the intensity or maybe I just didn't give it enough time and space. Right. I mean, I was moving the first time July. 
So end of July. So hello, COVID had just hit, right? So that was the first hashtag moving in the time of COVID. And I was a bit beside myself. It was very stressful. Probably, I'd say hands down, one of the most stressful moves here it was moving back, knowing I'd always come back. But just being the time, um, you know, in our lives and in, in the world, extremely stressful. And that will be another episode because that whole journey, just getting out here was like what was going on. Um, again, need some time to process that, right? Um, you know, being back too, you know, knowing I was going to process things with my family, um, it hasn't been easy. In fact, it's been downright tough a lot of times. Um, I know we're starting to really, there's certain instances that we're really starting to work through or open up the dialogue to, which is so nice. And I know, I just know for a fact, you know, no matter how tough this conversation is or this interaction has been, right? That we will all be better off for being near each other as we are now um, and transmuting that that which no longer serves us. It no longer serves us now and it's not going to serve us going forward. So, you know, again, it's just a process. It's, it's a huge process and, you know, being physically close is a first step though. <laughs> and, um, starting to, to look into ways of being around each other and, and interacting with each other and talking to each other, um, having a holiday together again, and, you know, not that I haven't had holidays, um, but it's, it's just different. I always hope by sharing my stories and my experience around circumstances that it can assist any of you listening on your journey, even in the slightest of ways. Um, the littlest, the littlest things are going to mean and do mean so much right now. So if you've, you know, taken and had, you know, some part transmute, some way you react, you know, that just is, it's, it's it, it's starting, you know, somebody saying, oh, hey, are you there? I need to talk, right? Oh, hey, there's this pain and maybe it's from this or, hey, you know, anytime you stop and go, oh, wait a minute. What, where is this coming from? You know, yes, 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 yes. It's such a huge beginning. And side note, as I was writing all of this, I felt a little bit of like a pang in my chakra too on my left side, <laughs> um, in the front though. And you know, the muscles, there's, um, a muscle in the front. So I'm feeling a lot of pain in the psoas, um, and the one that's, pinched is, is the sciatic nerves in the piriformis, which is in the back. 
So, but I'm feeling it in the front, but I was feeling that while I was writing and that, that I feel like when I tap into it, I feel like that it's really trying to leave, you know, getting it out on paper now getting it out on the episode, on the podcast, um, will really help to start to transmute this that is no longer serving and I can take those, you know, those times and, and just start to go, oh yeah, you know, that was traumatic, but I processed through it, or I've now found that, you know, I needed to know the sadness of leaving my family or closing a business down or leaving my home, um, and how that felt um, without my partner by my side, right? So I'll continue to transmute this pain and this physically, so this hip pain has been with me for a while. So it takes a little bit longer spiritually and energetically. Like when I start to do clearings on myself or say if I went and had some done to me, um, spiritually, energetically, again, these start to drop off right away, but the physical that has taken root in the body takes a little bit longer to transmute. So just keep in mind, um, if you're starting on the path, you know, you're starting to do all the, the, the things differently. You know, I've taken, I always say, oh, you know, take your, your morning cup of tea or coffee in the bath. Well, I've done that quite a bit since this pain has been back, you know, and I, I do my meditating in there and sometimes I get a little thing, a little bit of work stuff done too. So, um, you know, getting a little twofer, which I, I love a good, you know, multitask. Um, but just learning to navigate differently, um, having more of that gentle restorative yoga, which I, I love anyways. And, maybe doing it, you know, I've been doing it more throughout the day as opposed to just in the morning or sometimes just at night. So, um, that's been really nice. And, you know, just really noticing what, what's making my, what's making my body, you know, start to feel good as I, I process through releasing all of this. And I, I believe that's that's kind of what it's all about, making that our journey, you know, a, a, a great journey. And again, it's it's filled with all the things. Sometimes we have the the unicorns <laughs> prancing about and, you know, the rainbow filled skies. And other times, you know, it's like, mm -mm, nope, not that, not that again, right? So I thank you for being here with me and listening to this episode. If you would like to delve into more of um, your own transmutation with around pain or your know, stories, um, you can reach me at ancientbodyworks.co. My books are now open for mid-May and you can also find me on Twitter at Infinite Dance 8, so the number 8. 
Um, I do have the Infinite Dance Facebook page. It's a private page. I'd love to have you join. Um, just a safe space to talk about all things Akashic Records and our, our, our journeys. Um, love to give, have you give me a, um, su or subscribe to my, um, YouTube channel, the infinite dance. So you're also welcome to listen to these on, um, YouTube. And I'm really trying to grow that and be able to offer more, um, meditations on there. And then every Wednesday I do an Akashic guided meditation on zoom. It's nine 30 in the morning. Um, Pacific Standard Time, and it's by donation, so, um, you know, you show up, and you, you're welcome to donate, and if, if you don't have money to do that, please show up still. I'd love to have you. Um, I always accept listener support um, for this channel to keep it going, and I also have bonus episodes and Akashic Guided Meditations for you on my Patreon, patreon.com forward slash the infinite dance. And, um, you can become a dancer at many levels. And when you do become a dancer, so say you, um, do like the 22, I think it's $22, um, where you get the bonus episodes, you start to get a discount, um, on sessions too. So if you're looking to get a little bit of a discount, you can get these bonus episodes and then start to receive discounts on private sessions with me and keep doing the work. <laughs> That's all we can keep doing, right? And looking at it as, as a dance, right? We're kind of moving this way. We're kind of moving that way. And as we continue to, Peel back the layers. We continue to ask yourselves and others, may I have this dance? I'll see you next Tuesday. Or I'll hear you next Tuesday. You'll hear me. You'll hear me. All right. <laughs>